Welcome to Digest and Invest, the podcast from eToro that brings you the top financial stories and discusses their effects on the markets. This podcast is for educational purposes and should not be taken as investment advice. Make sure you understand the risks involved in trading before committing any capital and never risk more than you're prepared to lose. Past performance is not an indication of future results. And now onto the podcast. Hi, everyone. I'm Dylan Holman and joining me is seasoned trader Henry Ward, who has over 10 years in the markets. Hello, everyone. How are you? The podcast has a simple format, which will see us talking about the top three financial stories in the news. This week, we're looking at the USD, silver and Scottish Mortgage Investment Trust. First things first, though, Henry, how's your week been? Well, the, the market has been very, very quiet again. Um, we've been now saying that for the last three or four weeks in a row. Anyone who has been shorting some stocks has been, has been doing okay. Regards the other market, we haven't had much movement outside of the USD. And, and obviously, we want to talk about USD in a bit of detail, but um, the market's been pretty flat. You've had a little bit of a spike up to the upside on some of the cryptos. But as a general rule, the market has been waiting for something, whether it's the, the election in the US, whether it's a bit of good news, whatever whatever the market is waiting on, it's waiting on something, or is it a, another wave of lockdown? There's, we are waiting on something to happen. And then once something happens, we'll have fireworks. <laughs> okay, well, you mentioned it there. Our first topic is USD or the dollar. Um, so let's crack on. The dollar index is basically the main indicator that most traders use when they're looking at USD. Um, and so is this something that you use? Yeah, this is, this is something that every, every trader who uses um, or looks at the US dollar is, it's something you have to use. It's for, so for instance, the dollar index, which is, which is US dollar, and it's against all the major currencies. So it it's, tells you by very, very quickly by visually looking at it, what's, what's actually happening, what's going on with the likes of US dollar versus everything else. So you can see it very visually. So it's, it's, it's the very, very same as likes of the NASDAQ. It's an index, an indice. It, it, it lets you know what's happening overall in that particular market. So um, if it's going down, you have dollar weakness. If it's going up, you have, you have dollar strength. But there's a couple little things to be aware of is that once you're, um, once you're looking at the likes of dollar index, it's actually weighted 60% versus euro. Very, very similar. When you look at euro USD, they're actually the opposites. They will look very, very similar unless unless dollar is much, much stronger against the other currencies. So that's just something to, to put into perspective and, and make, sure, make sure you're looking at once you're, once you're talking about the dollar index. So when you say it's weighted 60% against the euro, what exactly does that mean? So what this means is that you have, what, seven major currencies? And it means that instead of dividing it up against all seven currencies, and then it actually is, it has its, the same strength against them all, and because euro is the, the next biggest currency, it is, is weighted against it a little bit more. So it means then that euro USD, if euro got stronger, it would mean that dollar would be weaker and much weaker on the dollar index. But it means that then dollar could be much stronger against the rest of them. But if dollar was stronger against euro, it'd be going down, even though all the other currencies dollar are stronger against. So it's just something to, to keep in mind. Um, and anyone who wants to find the dollar index on the eToro platform, it's US dollar, um, and that's the ticket for it. We're looking at the USD. Um, it's been on a bit of a downtrend since March 2020, obviously hit pretty bad by the pandemic. Is this the beginning of dollar strength or is this a full breakout? 
Well, <laughs> Dylan, that's the question. That's a $64 million question, isn't it? Um, <laughs> uh, now, we, had, we have the stock market. It's not moving. Crypto has gone pretty flat. And US dollars now is starting to show uh, signs in the market that it could be, uh, could be starting to move. Now, one of, the, one of the things with US dollar, and we have to take a look at, is, is patterns. Now, if we have a look at the, the dollar at the present moment, we have this inverse head and shoulders pattern, which is a really, really good indication that this is now going to turn. So if anyone doesn't know what an, an inverse head and shoulders is, I would say to you, and um, come on to my free course, and it's one of the things that I, that I cover on the, on the advanced course. But also something else that's coming up as well is non-farm payroll this week, and that is Friday. So once, once we have the jobs data in the U.S., that will then tell us whether this head and shoulders pattern was a false was a false breakout, or whether this is now the continuous of that, and we're now getting a little bit of dollar strength. So, um, it's a big week for the likes of US dollar with the pattern and with the non-farm payroll coming up. Yeah, so the non-farm payroll is released every month, isn't it, by the US government? It's basically all the jobs data um, taking that out, agriculture, not non-for-profit, and some of the kind of government jobs. So for traders, this is a big deal. Um, but why is this such a big bearing on the USD? Well, this is the, this is the biggest news in the FX calendar. Um, you have two main things. One is the, the estimated data and the other is the actual data. So this, is, this tells us what jobs are, are, are in the US, whether US jobs are, have got stronger or weaker over the month. And that, that is huge. And that is, that is the biggest, that's the biggest indicator we have out there. It's like a MACD and RSI, moving averages, Ichimogo, it's like any of them. It's just another indicator. But this is an indicator that every single trader will look at. Now, with the other indicators that I've, I've mentioned, you have people will trade People will trade different ones. So you'll have traders and you'll divide it up across them all. But the likes of the jobs data, every single trader out there looks at this. And the two things that we look at is, like I said, is the actual and uh, the forecasted now are the estimated. Now, if the estimated is better or worse than last month, we will trade that. So for instance, if the, the jobs data was um, down last month, so you had, just say you had 100 people unemployed in the US last month, and that was really, really bad, or 100 million say. Now the estimated this month was 80 million. This means there's less unemployed people expected this month, which means then we would expect as traders, we would start taking long positions on US dollar because the news is nowhere near as bad as it was last month. Now, once the data is released, depending on what numbers released, so if for instance, we have 75 million that is released, that means then the news was actually much better than expected. So we would expect US dollar to then take a nice spike in that actually well, that direction. But if the numbers was 85 million, that would be worse than the estimated, okay? Which means then that it would be, it'd be worse. And it means then you'd have dollar will generally whip a rickshaw in the opposite direction. Um, well, how can you actually find out about this data? Like, where is it actually released? If you go to the eToro um, platform and on the left-hand side, if you scroll down, you will see the help section. If you click on the help section, there's an economic calendar. Now, and that will tell you there where the, the major news that's coming up. Now, alternatively, you can go to like the Forex Factory, you can go to FX Street, or put into Google any economic calendar. There's loads of them out there. 
um, and that's one of the and that's one of the things. But like I said, the big thing to be aware of is is the time and the date that it's been released. So it's the first Friday of every month, and that's at one thirty UK time. And then the numbers are actually huge. So at the present moment, we have one three seven one K. So that was last month. That's how many people were unemployed last month. Now the expected this month is nine hundred K. Now that's nearly 500k less unemployed people. So we would assume that dollar will will get a little stronger. It will continue going. But if the numbers are higher than 900, so if there's um, uh, if it's 950k, then we would expect dollar to drop. But if it's less than 900, then we would expect it to would expect it to continue going and continue getting stronger. But the thing about this is we've had dollar weakness for so long. We've had it literally since coronavirus because it was hit really, really badly. So once we do get a bit of dollar strength, we generally get dollar strength for quite a while. So if we can, if we can get the jobs data agreeing with us and things going, we could see a nice run on this market because let's be honest, the rest of the markets are not really going anywhere at the minute. So we are, we're due a run on something and why not be the US dollar? Yep, so certainly one to keep an eye on. Okay, well, let's move on to topic two then, which is silver. Now, silver is actually one of the most traded on the Toro platform. And uh, a lot of people use it as kind of a hedge against the dollar. We know, obviously, that there's a big correlation between gold and dollar. But what's the correlation like between dollar and silver? Well, see, there's, there's a huge correlation between silver and gold. Okay, they literally, they literally mirror each other, they follow each other literally to the, to the T. Now, I was going to go through gold, but we actually done gold a couple of, a couple of weeks ago. So, um, and that's why we're, we're doing silver today. But gold and silver follow the same, the same route. Now, the only difference is, is that silver is a little bit cheaper than gold. So the idea is, is that if dollar gets stronger, theoretically speaking, gold should get weaker. And if gold gets weaker, then inherently silver will also get weaker. And that's and just because people are using it as a hedge. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. Because it's years ago, remember, gold was the, the back for backing for fiat. So Fort Knox, then they put all the silver into Fort Knox or gold into Fort Knox as a, as a hedge for the actual currency um, blowing up and, and no one using it. So that, that years and years ago was the way. And now, obviously, there's two types of precious metal. You have gold and silver. And then people who couldn't afford to buy gold would, um, would years ago buy silver. And that would be a way of storing your money. So the two of them are precious metals. And they generally follow the same sort of rules um, and follow the same trajectory. So as we, as we see that when gold drops, silver drops. When gold spikes, silver spikes. Well, I mean, over the last month, we had silver at a seven-year high with a price around the $30 mark. What's actually happened since then, then? <laughs> what, what, what has done since then is just hit a roadblock. Um, literally, oh, really? at the 30, <laughs> yeah, literally at the $30 mark. It's, it's like there's someone put a roadblock up there and just stopped it. Um, you, we have a, on the chart pattern, we have a symmetrical triangle um, or, or a consolidation happening for the last month. So basically, we've had nothing happen at all. Now, which is massively frustrating for traders, but what we see a lot is over the last over the last seven days is that we've had a pullback into nice areas. But people people try to trade these rather than waiting for the correct setups. So we have a little horizontal level there, and it bounced once, twice, three times, and you have an awful lot of traders looking at that and trying to get in, which means they're scaling into their positions. 
But what has happened now with dollar strengths, we've had a massive drop on the likes of the likes of silver. So silver has actually dropped to $23, which is a pretty big drop over a seven day period. So what we have to do is make sure when we're looking at the likes of silver that you're taking into consideration the likes of the dollar because that is the natural hedge there. And if, if dollar is getting stronger, then we'd expect it to drop. So, and that's the problem because people, people sometimes don't know this is going on. So what they will do is they will see just a setup and then they will take it and then try a second setup and then I try a third setup. And all of a sudden you have a really big position in the wrong place. You often talk about opening up positions by following the trend until the curve at the end. I think that's your, your expression, something like that, until the bend at the end, I think it is. Um, so there's obviously been this pullback from $30 mark down to the $23 mark, which is quite a significant drop. Um, so I would see that as an, a newbie investor and think, okay, great. There's been a pullback. Now's the right time to put my money into silver. Is that the correct thing? According to kind of, oh, you're, you're smiling at me here. So uh, is this the wrong thing? Wrong timing? <laughs> I love it when, uh, when people quote back my words to me. It, it, <laughs> really badly. I kind of had half of it right. And then uh, I forgot the second part. <laughs> Uh, trade with the trend till the bend at the That's end. The yes, one. yeah, yeah. yeah the I trend had is your friend. Trend is your friend till the bend at the end. Yeah, well, look here. You're you're absolutely right. Trend is king. Absolutely, one hundred percent king. And yes, there are potentials for long at this position. But once we look at, there, there's a couple of different things we have to look at. Now, number one with trend always is higher highs. Have the highs been getting higher? And on this particular commodity, no, it hasn't. We've actually had lower highs and potentially lower lows. So that's the first thing we have to look at. Now, the second thing we look at is um, the correlation between, between the, the dollar and the likes of silver. We have now seen dollar after breaking the trend. So the dollar had the head and shoulders that the likes of silver or the, the symmetrical triangle that our wedge shaper has our symmetrical triangle. And dollar had that a couple of weeks ago and it's now broken out of that. So which means then you're, you're, you're trying to make sure that you're in a good, good position. And then probably the last one then is, is seeing what gold has done. So gold is now spiked down, which means then that silver will, will probably follow. So, and that's the problem at this. We are looking at a little bit of, of weakness over the likes of the likes of silver and gold. And if, and if this gets, if this continues, we could have a pretty significant drop on the likes of them because they had a huge momentum to the upside. They had a huge spike up to the upside over a very, very short space of time. So uh, if there is a correction in the market and that's, that looks like what's going to happen, we could see a quite a big correction on the likes of gold, silver, and even on the US dollar as well. Okay, well, let's move on to the third topic, which isn't kind of a, an obvious choice. You know, they're, they're not one of the, the well-known brands no. out there, which is Scottish Mortgage Investment Trust. I mean, it's not something that I would instantly go to as a, an investment, but they are effectively a publicly traded investment trust, which are managed by Bale Gifford, the Edinburgh-based investment management partnership. Um, so how have they fared this year and how comes they've uh, made the topic list? Well, they've made the topic list because they have done phenomenally well this year. Now, the fund has, has, is over 100 years old and it was launched in 1909. Uh, this investment has about 15 billion under management. It survived two world wars. 
a number of recessions, and now even a global pandemic. So it is, this is, this is one that, that generally stays the course. Now, over the last 12 months, it has returned 95% um, during that period from the summer, so the beginning Whoa. of the year. Yeah, it's paid a dividend of 1.86 um, as well. So it has done pretty well over these massively uncertain times. And so it's these performances then, I guess, which is why a trader would be looking at this as an investment over sort of a traditional stock or ETF. Oh, absolutely. Absolutely. It's, it's all about pushing, pushing um, dollars in your, in your accounts. That's, that's, what, that's what all these investments are about. We're, we're not here just to have a chat on a podcast. <laughs> we're here to, to actually work out what is the best trades to look at, where should we be looking in the market and, and go about it. And this is, and this is one of them. Now, in, term, in, in times of market stress, some investors prefer to hold on to investment vehicles dedicated to a long-term view, regardless of the short-term volatility. So we do have a lot of people who have no interest in buying individual stocks. Why? Because they, are, they jump up and down all the time. So the idea would be is to use a vehicle like um, the, the Scottish uh, Mortgage Investment Trust to actually trade for them, which means then that they actually trade the markets, they actually do all the analysis, and then you just jump in on it. Now, one of the, one of the sweet things about this is that the, the trust has a, a closed end nature, means that it is a fixed amounts of shares that people, that will be issued, that will be ever issued, which means there are only a number amount of people who can actually hold on to these shares. Now, one of the good things about this is that there, once you find one of these trusts that are actually traded and ran well, they have long-term longevity and they have massive upside if they're done great. Um, and if you look at the likes of this, this has, this has over the test of time has gone through wars, has gone through recessions, global pandemics, so on and so forth. So it is, it is something that has, has actually performed really, really well over the last year. And this is something that you can invest in on eToro? Yeah, if you go onto the eToro platform, you can trade this the same as you would in any stock. So if you wanted to go in and buy the actual physical um, stock often themselves, yes, there's limited amounts, but on the likes of the eToro platform, yes, you can go and you can buy the stock itself, yes. It's just, I guess it's a little bit different to uh, other sort of trades that we discuss here. So say if we're talking about Tesla, you're investing in kind of the company and, you, and its future. Well, this is a different way of doing things, isn't it? It's more of a management fund that you're putting yeah, so, money in and, and then they're investing it for you so in some ju- respects. Ju- just say you were managing this fund then, for instance. So what you're doing is you're going off and you're doing the analysis and you're picking the stocks that you're investing in. Now, if I'm, if I'm investing in your fund, I'm not actually investing in the stocks that you're investing in. I'm actually investing in your knowledge you that you can do your job does that make sense and that's what we're effectively doing here we're investing in the funds and the, the capabilities of the people who run the fund who actually turn a profit and are eagle-eyed traders and actually good at their job and that's the idea and that's what and that's the big difference between a stock and the likes of these managed funds is where the managed funds you leave it there let someone do it whereas the likes of individual stocks you have to do the analysis you have to do whether it's fundamental whether it's technical and you have to go into great detail of what they're doing and that's the and that's the huge difference between the two of them yeah and there's still big potential downside i just remember um last year hargreaves lansdowne with the neil woodford fund 
giving a big dent on Hargreave Lansdowne share price. So, you know, with anything, there's always risk. Um, oh, but it is certainly a, another way of doing it. And 95% returns or 96% returns over the last 12 months is a, is a pretty good start. Oh, absolutely, absolutely. And if you look into it a little more detail on why why they've actually hit that 96% returns is this has been driven by the performance of some of their top 10 uh, holdings now. And there's no surprise that a lot of their holdings are in the likes of the Nasdaq. So Tesla. Now, Tesla had a, a massive rise, went into the stratosphere, and it had a, a 377% return year to date. Look, they're also in Amazon, they're in Tencent, they're in Alibaba. Look, and all these all these companies are sort of tech related and they've done extremely well through the likes of the global pandemic now like anything yes there is a potential for a pullback but if you look at their charts they have literally not pulled back at all they've gone on from strength to strength there's there hasn't been sort of a a breath taken there hasn't even been sort of a red bar on the chart as you're going up whereas if we look at this yes they have got in on tesla yes they've got in amazon's and ten cents so on so forth but the likes of the nasdaq has had a 20 percent drop over the last seven to ten days whereas the likes of this investment fund hasn't so which then tells me that the guys who are trading this have taken some profit, they have trimmed, they have potentially hedged their position, which means as the market is coming down, they're actually making money. And that, that is a really, really good sign when even when the market is dropping, that people are making money. And that is, that is something that uh, has, is, is happening here. Now, like anything, to invest in this, I would like to see some sort of pullback. Um, I'm not a big fan of getting in stuff that is just continually running. I have to have some sort of a phase to, to, to jump in on this. Great. Well, that's it for this week's podcast. That's the three topics. Is there anything else that you think people should be keeping an eye on? No, the, the big one this week is non-farm payroll, uh, US dollar for me. It's, it's the one that looks like it's about to take off. It's a, it, it reminds me of, of uh, Usain Bolt at the, at the starting line. The gun's about to go off. Now, is he going to go quick too quickly before the gun and have a false start? Or is he going to just time it correctly? And that's, that's what we're all doing at the minute. We're like Usain Bolt at the start line, ready for the takeoff. And it's just a matter now of whether it happens or whether it doesn't. And if it happens, we're all geared up. If it doesn't, then, you know what I mean? We're, we were ready and we've had, we've had false setups before. This is the number which Trump seems to care about pretty highly because it's the one that he tweets basically saying how the economy is back up and running isn't it so he's particularly interested in this number as well oh absolutely he's he's it's it's one of the things that he is he's built his whole campaign on yeah trump elections non-front payroll this is all massively geared for for a little bit of dollar strength and it's just a matter of whether the, the numbers are stacked up in our favor, not an FDR, then perfect. We're ready where we have, we're, we're all set up. If it doesn't happen, then don't jump in on it. Does that make sense? You're literally don't, don't try preempting going, oh, well, the numbers are bad, but I think it's still going to continue going. We wait for the actual numbers to come out correctly. And then if they come out and everything stacks up, you fundamental and technical together. Wow. You're, you're set up for a good trade. Well, thanks everyone for listening to this week's podcast. We hope you've enjoyed it. And if you want to learn more about the markets on Henry's weekly webinar, you can catch that by going to Google and typing in eToro Trading School. Or you can alternatively find me on the eToro platform at Henry Francis Ward, either or. And my links to the trading school will be there as well. Thank you. Thank you. Bye-bye. 
You've been listening to Digest and Invest by eToro. For more information, visit eToro.com.